Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for September 27th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus, and right now we are looking at the parable of the barren fig tree. Well, we just recently studied the parable of the talents. There are actually some correlations between these. The parable of the talents and the parable of the unbarren fig tree. In both cases, there were masters that expected the subject in the, in the parable to be productive. And in both cases, there were subjects that were unproductive. God doesn't want us to be unproductive. God, the Bible teaches against being idle against being lazy, against being unproductive. So we want to be productive. This is what the title of today's message is, Pearls from the Parables, Part 66. We're already 66 messages into this series, destined to be productive. Say this, say, I am destined to be productive. Open up your heart to receive the word this morning. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. I am destined to be productive. Before we get into the actual parable, there's a scripture we've been looking at all year. We believe at our church that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us, and we're meditating on Psalms 126 and verse 4 from the Passion Translation. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Put in the chat, say, Lord, do it again. If you're part of VCMI, Victory Christian Ministries International, any one of the campuses, this is a scripture you know we've been meditating on all year. Put in the chat, Lord, do it again. Do it again for me. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Put in the chat, no dry areas for me. I don't want any area of my life to dry up and dissipate. No, if there's any area of my life that is going dry, this is a season for a fresh fire, a fresh wind, a fresh infilling, say amen to that. All right, so here's the parable we're looking at right now. Luke chapter 13, verses six through nine, Jesus spoke this parable. He said, a certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came seeking fruit thereon. We already dealt with fig trees growing orchards, not in vineyards, but this man put his fig tree in his vineyard for a reason. And then he said, uh, the Bible says that he came seeking fruit on it and found none. So he said to the keeper of the vineyard, cut it down. He said, I've been coming for three years now, seeking fruit from this thing, and it's not producing fruit. It's idle, it's lazy, it's unproductive, cut it down. And the the vine dresser was like, oh, ho, ho, hold on, Mr. Master, hold on. Let me work on it. Let me fertilize it. Let me let me dig it around it. Let me work on it. You know, give me give me some time. After that, when you come back, if it still hasn't produced, then fine, you can cut it down. So what does this mean for you? today. I'm dealing with being productive. Put in the chat, I will be productive or I am productive. Declare that. So, so the way God deals with me is when I, you know, normally is God either starts to speak to me about today's word the night before, like right before I'm going to bed, he starts to, you know, give me a download or meditate so so I could think about, you know, what I'm going to share or it comes in the morning. So last night it didn't come, but this morning when I got up, um, before I got out of the bed, I was like, oh, wow. So the Lord already started the download. So I went, brushed my teeth and all of that. And so when I went downstairs to get a cup of coffee, I had to pull out my phone and talk. And, and 
And what I'm about to share with you, there was a lot, is what, like I got this download. So this first point just came to me this morning. So, and then I'm going to do some more teaching from that. So I have two points to share with you in this morning, but there's a lot of sub points in these points. The first one was what I just got this morning. God predestined you to a specific calling. Put in the chat, my calling is calling me. And for you to fulfill it, you must be committed to being productive. So there's this calling. You are destined. I have a destiny. God made plans for me from the foundations of the world. There's lots of biblical evidence for this. We actually looked at many scriptures about this yesterday. That's God's part. There's this calling. But in order for you and I to fulfill that calling, we must be committed to being productive. So this is the way that God gave it to me this morning. Uh, and God deals with me like a very, like, you know, I'm, a, I'm an engineer, so logical, you know, like building my case. So this is how it started. God is a God of increase and advancement. We already dealt with that in the parable of the talents. God is a God of increase. God is a God of advancement. God is a God of uh, acceleration. God is a God of forward, ever, backward, never, the best is yet to come, right? God is a God of progression and not regression. So that's the mentality. And God predestined you. This means that he predestined, pre, pre, before, destined, destination. God established a destination for me before I was born, and he gave me the grace to get there, right? So, so like God predestined me from the foundations of the world. He made good plans for me, plans to give me a future, plans to give me a hope, plans to give me an expected end. So the end for my life was finished before I ever got started. And so God predestined me from the foundations of the world. But for me to get there, for me to get to the destination, for you to get to the destination, put in the chat, for me to get to the destination, I must be productive, right? In order for me to get to that destination, I must be dedicated to getting there. I can't just sit back and think that it's going to happen by happenstance or by osmosis. If I'm going to get there, I need to go get it by the grace of God. You have the grace for your calling. You have the grace to do what God has called you to do. There's a destination and there's stuff that you're supposed to do along the way. And there's a grace on your life to get it done. Say amen to that. Therefore, productivity is not just a selfish desire or a human desire. It is actually an innate passion that is connected to your divine purpose. Say that. Say productivity for me is an innate passion that is connected to my divine purpose. I am pre-wired to be productive. Like I, I like I, I am instinctually productive. I, I want to do stuff because God called me to do stuff from the foundations of the world. So God made plans for you to do certain things. And since he planned for you to do it, and because God is a God of increase and advancement and acceleration, and with God is progression and not regression, therefore, I, I am destined to go do it. And I'm actually destined to be successful along the way, right? So this is where, where I get, I, I, I'm not going to, you know, I guess I don't want to make light or mockery of the whole concept of the, the uh, prosperity gospel. I, I understand that there's some people that have manipulated scripture and done things that are unscrupulous and, and basically manipulated people to give them money. And, and that really makes me mad too. Like, I, I can't stand that. Like, you know, give me some money and God is going to bless you. Don't do that. Like that's, you know, don't manipulate people in that way. But the but the but if I just say prosperity, yes, the Bible does say God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. If God is a God of advancement and acceleration and promotion and increase, if God is a God of progression and not regression, if with God is forward, ever, backward, never, and God me, God called me to do certain things, then yes, God wants me to prosper. 
Yeah, God wants me to prosper as I do it. So, so say this, I was born to win. Yes, I was born to win. Like I, I was born again to win. I, I was. And so being productive and going out there and actually being successful is part of your divine assignment. God does. Listen, the two people that didn't do anything in the, in the two parables that we're looking at, there was consequences for that, right? So no, you're supposed to go be productive. So the guy that doubled the money, man, well done. The guy, the other guy doubled the money, well done. The guy that didn't do anything, it didn't get a well done, right? And this tree that was didn't want to be productive, cut it down. Like there's some consequences. The master in both parables was not satisfied when the expectations were not met. God has put this in the chat. God has expectations of me. And if I if I want to fulfill those expectations, I have to be productive. There's a grace on my life for me to produce. There's a grace on my life for me to move forward. And if I'm not productive, God is not happy. So in this message, destined to be productive or called to productivity or however you want to look at it, there's two sides to this thing. There's two sides to the token. There's a God part and there's a me part, right? There's a God part and there's a me part. So what is the God part? The God part is God made plans for me from the foundations of the world. Put that in the chat. Say I'm destined. So the God part is God gave me the grace to do what God has called me to do from the foundations of the world. So God called me and God gave me the grace to do what he's called me to do. That's his part, right? In these parables, you should be learning that I'm not saved to sit. I'm saved to serve. I have a specific thing that I'm supposed to be doing and God expects me to do it. God expects me to complete this work while I'm on in the land of the living. During the short time that God has given me on this planet, God expects me to do it. And the Bible teaches against idleness, laziness, being unproductive, disobedience, all of that. And these two parables teach us that God is patient, but his patience has a limit. And so, so there came a day after a long time in the parable of the talents that the master came back and he wanted to settle accounts. He was patient for a long time. He gave them a long time, but there came a day when he came back to settle accounts. In the parable of the fig tree, it was three years. He came, didn't see nothing. He left, didn't say nothing. He came, didn't see nothing. He left, didn't say nothing. He came, didn't see nothing. After three years, he was like, man, cut this thing down. Like patience, God's patience has a limit and God is going to expect us to do something with what he's given us the grace to do. There are consequences to inactivity. So God has done his part. He called us and he gave us the grace. We got to do our part, meaning we need to be productive. So in the parable of the talents, the guy that was unproductive, the master said, cast this man away from me into the utter darkness. In the parable of the talents, the I mean, the, the barren fig tree, the tree that was unproductive, the master said, cut it down. So at the end of the day, there's going to be some consequences if you are not productive. God is looking for productivity daily, and he's looking for it from us. Put this in the chat. I will be productive. If you're not productive, there's some consequences to it. So say this, put this in the chat. Productivity is part of my destiny. So it's not that I just want to be productive. No, I'm actually destined to be productive. <laughs> it's not that I just want to get stuff done. No, I'm actually graced to get stuff done. Like there's a super on my natural and I, I'm called to do this from the foundations of the world. Say amen to that. You got it? All right, number two. I only have two things for you today, but on this number two, I have a bunch of sub points. You have specific work to do and this work is connected to your divine calling. So put in the chat, 
I have work to do. Like God has called me to do certain things and there is work, a four letter word assigned to me that is part of my divine destiny. Let me read for you Ephesians chapter two, verse 10. I'm gonna read it to you from the easy to read version and the Passion Translation. Listen to what the Bible says. Ephesians 2 and 10, easy to read. God has made us what we are. Let me just pause right there. Oh my God. God has made me who I am. Put in the chat, I'm a God-made man. I'm not a self-made man. I'm a God-made man. Okay, let me go back. God has made us what we are. Keep reading. In Christ Jesus, God made us new people. Oh, so when I gave my life to Christ, I I became a new creation in Christ Jesus, right? Got it. I'm born again. Got it. Why did God make me new? Let's keep reading. In Christ Jesus, God made us new people so that we would spend our lives doing the good things that he already planned for us to do. Oh, so I'm I'm in Christ Jesus. I'm born again. And I'm born again so that I would spend the rest of my life doing the good things or the good works that God had already in advance planned for me to do. Let me read this to you from the Passion Translation. We have become God's poetry. Oh, I love that. Say, I am God's poetry in motion. So when people look at me, they see God because I'm God's poetry in motion. So we have become God's poetry, a recreated people that fulfill the destiny that he has given each of us. Oh, okay, I get it. So God has given each of us a destiny. And when we are recreated in Christ Jesus, we're supposed to fulfill that destiny. Let me keep reading. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born. (laughs) I keep showing this to you. I mean, this is all in the Bible. Now, I'm not making this up. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works that we would do in order to fulfill it. Let me read that last line to you again. This is good teaching, y'all. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works that we would do in order to fulfill it. Those are the two sides of the coin. God gave me a destiny. I got to put in the work. God gave me a destiny. I got to put in the work. Put in the chat. I will put in the work. I can't be lazy. Why? Because I'm called. My calling is calling me. So God gave me a destiny. I have to put in the work. So let me give you several sub bullets on this point. A, you are called uh, by God's grace and not your performance. You are called by God's grace and not your performance. So I want you I want you to think about this for a minute. The grace of God is what God used to call you, not your performance. God looked actually past your faults and your flaws and your failures and he called you anyway. This is why when you finally get this, you're going to be delivered from performance-based religion. God is not blessing me because I'm good. God is blessing me because God is good. So God knew all the mistakes I would make. God knew all the mistakes you would make. God doesn't have to wait to next Saturday to to know what you're going to do next Saturday. So God knew all the mistakes I would make. God knew all the mistakes you would make. And he called us anyway. He, God ordained you to a specific assignment before the world began. And he did this with his foreknowledge of your decisions and his foreknowledge of your actions 
and there's foreknowledge of your inaction. So at the end of the day, despite everything you were going to do wrong, God called you anyway. God called you based on his goodness, not your goodness. That's good news. Say amen to that. All right, B, your destiny is tailor-made just for you. You have a preordained destiny. And when you think about it, when you when you understand what I just read for you, your destiny is tailor-made just for you. My destiny is for me. Your destiny is for you. In order for you to fulfill your destiny, our text makes it clear that there's some specific good works that are tied to it. So for me, I can't say I'm destined and then sit back and say, I'm just going to go lay on the beach and do nothing. I can't say I'm destined. So for example, Isabella and I, we retired from the military and from a financial perspective, I mean, we have one, uh, two kids out of the house, one kid in college, one still at home. We could put Ethan in a English school in the Dominican Republic. We could go to the DR, pretty much just sit back, hire servants and live off of our pension and just sit back and, you know, go to resorts once a month or something like that. But if I believe that I'm called and if I understand that there's work associated with that call, then I, I know that the only way that I can be satisfied or, or get the level of fulfillment that, that is tied to my, my calling is that I must be willing to put in the work. I have to go do what God has called me to do. So I'm not working, honestly, for money. I'm working for purpose. And so there are good works that God planned for you to do from the foundations of the world, and you have to put in the work in order to do that. If you don't put in the work, then the, your calling is not going to get fulfilled and it's not going to be God's fault because he already gave you everything that you need. C, you are pre-wired for your purpose and the good works that are tied to it. So put this in the chat. I am pre-wired. I am pre-wired for my purpose and the works that are tied to it. So I'll give you an example. I am called to multiracial, non-denominational ministry. So I'm one of the few people that I know that ministers to people that are Catholic, Baptist, Anglican, uh, you know, Church of God, Church of Christ, Church of God in Christ. <laughs> like I minister, like I'm one of the few people that preaches in a bunch of different like denominations, and I minister to a lot of them. We just fed this week, we fed 225 prisoners in the Dominican Republic, and our whole team was Catholic, right? The, the I, like I, I'm good with everybody, right? And so I'm one of the few people that I know that from a denomination perspective, not a problem. I'm good with everybody. I'm also one of the few people that I know that actually ministers to black, white, Hispanic, and Asian, right? Uh, I also have the grace to minister to billionaires and generals, and at the same time, minister to somebody that's straight up out of the hood, right? And so like black, white, Hispanic, Asian, rich or poor, general or private, CEO or janitor, God has called me to minister to everybody. Now, I'm telling you that you're pre-wired for your purpose. When I was growing up in Brooklyn, I'm Dominican. I'm the first of my family born in, in this country. When, I, when, I, when we lived on, on um, uh, Van Sicklin and Linden in, in uh, East New York, Brooklyn, when we lived on Van Sicklin and Linden, there were no other Dominican kids around. And so all my friends were black and Puerto Rican uh, for the most part. And then when we got to New Jersey and Sutter, when I was nine years old, we, we moved to New Jersey and Sutter. When, when I was on New Jersey Avenue and Sutter Avenue, a bunch of Dominican kids started showing up. So uh, I still have friends 
um, that, that were part of our group, there was only one Puerto Rican part of our inner group. So it was pretty much all Dominicans, one Puerto Rican named Hector. But for the most part, we were like the Dominican kids on the corner. And the blacks and the Puerto Ricans across the street didn't really get along with the Dominican kids. And I was one of the only people that got along with both. I was one of the only people that could go in and out of the blacks and Puerto Rican side, hip hop side, and the merengue side over here. And I and I was still good with like like Jamaicans and Ecuadorians and Trinidadians, and all, you know, like I, I was good with the you know, people from the islands, all these kind of people. I was one of the only kids. I was wired for it. I'm telling you that you are pre-wired for your purpose. What I'm saying is that you have you innate, you are innately designed to do something. And so whatever you are designed to do, God put that thing down inside of you from the foundations of the world. You are pre-wired for it. I didn't know that God was preparing me even when I was going in and out of all of these groups in East New York, Brooklyn, and I was the only one that could settle issues between both sides. And I was like the intermediary and I was cool with them and I was cool with them and I was cool with them. And I, I could talk to the teachers and I could talk to the students, you know what I'm saying? And I was, I was cool with everybody. Why? Because God has called me to be like Paul, to be all things to all people so that through me, somebody I get saved. <laughs> Glory to God. But what I'm saying is that you are pre-wired for your purpose and you can't fight it. Like you should, you should know that you have a destiny that is tailor-made just for you. And there's a grace on your life to do it. And you are pre-wired for this thing. And so your job is to walk it out. God has done his part. He gave you the grace. You got to do your part. You got to put in the work, put in the chat. I will put in the work. D, you have the grace for it. See, when you live the grace life, you wind up working harder than you've ever worked in your life, but it's not you doing it. it. You wind up working harder than you've ever worked in your life, but your body doesn't break down. You sleep well at night. You get sweet sleep. Why? Because you're not the one that's doing it. It's the Father that's living in you. He gives you the words. He performs the work. When you are committed to living the grace life, then you're committed to putting in the work. You're going you're gonna to work harder, but you're not, you're not going to be stressed out. You're not going to be pulling your hair out. And, and people will be amazed and people will ask you all the time, how is it? How do you do all the things that you do? They look at you and your spouse. How do you guys do what you do? It's the grace of God. Why? Because you have the grace for it. Now, the unfaithful steward in the parable of the talents, he had the grace, but he didn't do anything with it. He had consequences. The fig tree in the parable that we're looking at right now had the grace to produce figs, but he was like, oh, I'm, in, I'm in a vineyard. I don't want to produce anything. He dealt with the consequences of it. The, in both cases, the master was not happy when it didn't produce. And all they had to do to produce was just be who they, who they were called to be. The fig tree had everything in it to produce figs, which is why the master was upset when it didn't do it. The, the unfaithful steward had everything it needed to double that money which is why the master was upset when he didn't do it. Listen, you have everything you need to be you. You are pre-wired for your purpose. God called you for such a time as this. There's a grace on your life to be who it is that God has called you to be. Nobody can beat you being you. So go out there and be you, but you got to be committed to being you and you got to put in the work. E, when we do the works that we're destined to do, it helps draw people to God. See, listen, Jesus said that we would be known by, by our fruit. Matthew chapter 7, and verse 16. So we will be known by a fruit. Your life is supposed to produce fruit. You're supposed to be known as something. You're supposed to be known. Your fruit should, should speak in a way that people can see the grace of God that's on your life. Your fruit should speak. The reason why uh, um, you know, when I'm posting, hey, we just did this uh, from a ministry perspective, or obviously I'm posting about today's word. And, you know, I, I'm very public with my faith because that's part of my assignment. You don't have to do that. Do what God has called you to do. But whatever your works are, let's say that 
that for you, you, you own a beauty salon or you, you own a mechanic shop or you or you're a brick mason. Whatever you do, you should do it in such a way to, to where you're honoring God. And when you're doing it and your heart is in it and you're doing it as unto the glory of God, people will find, I'm telling you, people will see Jesus in what you're doing because your life is producing what it's supposed to be producing. But if you sit back and you're lazy, you're idle, you're unproductive, your life will not produce the fruit and you won't draw people to Jesus. F, last point for today, when you do the works that God has called you to do, you bring glory to his name. Last scripture as I close, Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, New International Version says this, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Same verse, easy to read version says, in the same way, you should let your, your light shine in front of other people so that they will see the good things or the good works that you're doing. But when they de- when they see that, they're going to praise the Father which is in heaven. When people see the good works that you're doing, you should just go, go out there and be you today. And when people see the good works that you're doing and people see that you're committed to putting in the work and people see that God is favoring the work of your hands, people see that you're actually a success. The reason why people come to me all the time and ask me about Jesus is because they see, man, when I was in the army or even after the army, man, that dude, whatever he does is working. And so, so how is it working for you? Then I can say, Jesus, Jesus is the author and the finisher, the creator and the sustainer of my life. But if I'm not willing to put in the work and I'm not willing to do anything, then people, why would anybody come to me if I'm being lazy and idle and unproductive? How am I going to draw people to Jesus if I'm not doing anything? Think about it. But when you are living your life as who God called you to be, you say, you know what? I'm retired from my job, but I'm not retired from my godly work. And so here you are, you're supposed to be retired, but you're out here making an impact. You're supposed to be retired and people are drawn to you and you're pouring into them the things that God has poured into you. God will draw, I'm telling you, you just be you and God will will do it in such a way that people will be drawn to you. God will be glorified. Jesus will be lifted up. Why? Because you are willing to put in the work that is connected to your destiny. Say amen to that. This was good teaching today. This is something you might need to listen to again. And this is one of those messages that you might need to share with somebody, especially this is one of those like to share with your children. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say this, say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. You have predestined me for a unique calling that is tailor-made just for me. I understand that you are the God of increase and advancement. You are always leading me forward. I declare forward ever, backward never, the best is yet to come. I am destined to prosper. I was born to win. I am not called to sit. I am called to serve. Every day I will be productive in my calling. I am grateful for the grace you have placed on my life that empowers me to do what you call me to do. So for me, productivity is not a human desire. It's a divine calling. (laughs) I'm committed to doing what I'm called to do. I am pre-wired for my purpose. And as I do it, I bring glory to your name. Living with this mindset, I know greater 
is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You get my notes for free. Why would you? These notes were good. You get it for free. Sign up and get the notes. Listen, if you're not uh, subscribed to the YouTube channel, hit the like button, hit the bell icons, hit like and subscribe right now. And then I need you to do me a favor, two things. Share, share some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. I see people are putting uh, comments in there right now. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Greater is coming for you, but you got to put in that work. Say this, I will put in the work. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.